You are free to choose, but are not free from the consequences of that choice. This is the Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast. I'm your host, Craig Chamberlain. Thank you for joining me today. If it's your first time, you can subscribe on any channel where podcasts are broadcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or you can join us live on YouTube, Facebook, or Rumble. The live stream is every day around 6 a.m., and you can participate in the live chat and discussion time. This show is brought to you by Audible, where listening is the new reading. Get unlimited access to thousands of audiobooks completely free for 30 days. Sign up right now at audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot wisdomworthknowing.org. You are free to choose, but are not free from the consequences of that choice. Wow, you guys chose a heavy topic for today. For those who uh, don't know or are new to the show, the topic is actually selected by the community based on the feedback I get on the Facebook page. And this one is... Uh, this one's about the uh, the ultimate boomerang of reality that can come back and smack you right in the face. <laughs> and this has definitely been true in my life. You know, this this is uh this is no joke. <laughs> you we are all free to choose that darn free will. Um, the the you are free to choose part is is what I want to kind of talk about today. Uh, we like to unpack the topic here. For the first part of the show, and then we move into the discussion time. So I monitor the chat live uh, on Facebook and YouTube. Unfortunately, I can't monitor it live on Rumble at the moment, but hopefully that changes. We unpack it, and then we move into that discussion time. So choice. We are creatures of free will. What does that even mean? Well, it means our will is free. We, we have the ability the unique ability of choice. And most people don't even think about this. We are so unconscious to the reality that we make choices. You know, a lot of um, a lot of people don't even stop to think about the reality that if you look at a different creature of any kind other than the human being, C.S. Lewis talks about this a lot in his book, uh, Mere Christianity, but at the beginning of that book, he talks about basic fundamental logic of ethics and philosophy. Great book, by the way, even if you're not, actually, especially if you're not a Christian, because it kind of talks about a lot of the stuff that, um, that, that basic fundamentals of reality, the, the natural law, things like that. He doesn't even talk about Christianity about halfway through the book. The first part is just basic ethics and basic philosophy. That book saved me, by the way mere Christianity. But he does talk about how we as creatures are very peculiar. And and, and it's it's fun to read him because he, he, he's got this poetic language about him and just this down-to-earth approach to philosophy and ethics that's, that's really palatable, I guess. It's like a, you can get really in a, some obnoxious stuff with philosophy. The philosophizers. He wasn't much of a philosophizer. But basically, he, he does talk about how we, we make these, we are like the, we are the only creatures, and, and I tend to agree with this, we're the only creatures who not only have the ability to choose, but we also have the ability to evaluate choices, which makes us unique. And not only that, but we have a tendency to make the wrong choice, like every time. 
like even if we know what's best for us and this is this is for things like as as simple as taking care of ourselves or or just being having basic manners and basic decency <laughs> he's like uh yeah he he talks about how we have this natural law that presses on us to just basic be this this internal law that's pressing on us to be basically decent people and then we have to constantly rationalize away why we don't make those choices and it's like if you think about it animals don't struggle with that they don't sit there and question their existence and the choices they're making they just make choices that i don't even know if they make choices they're like on autopilot because they're animals but we have that that nasty conscience that comes in and and it causes us to evaluate and we can get into the psychology of that or the and i don't think that's really that important to be honest with you we could get lost in the uh the mess of that of that for hours but the the truth is 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 we can't deny that we do make choices we have a unique position of consciousness in which we we can look at a situation and we can evaluate it and then we can choose how to respond to it so that's something we don't stop to consider that we actually have choice the second thing uh, which is the second part of that sentence or that quote you chose is but but we are not free from the consequences of that choice so the implication of this quote to me is that there there is a reality that exists that is outside of our control and and i do think this kind of points to the natural law if you don't know what natural law is you can you can look it up i'm uh, but in a nutshell natural law is the idea that there is a there is a natural order to the moral universe that presses on us it's the basic gist of it pardon me if i'm paraphrasing and you're a philosopher listening to this show but the basic gist of it is there is a natural law that is pressing on us, like a, a moral law that exists, and all men are sub all men and women are subject to it. And there are certain consequences if we do not listen and follow it. That's the basic gist of that of natural law. For example, consequences could be with basic finance. We are free to choose to spend all of our money the second we get it, but we are not free <laughs> to deal with what happens next. We can't burn through everything that we have constantly and expect stability, financial stability, security of any kind, long-term security or long-term stability, a foundation of confidence with future purchases so we are we're free to choose to burn through all of our money but we are not free from the consequences of that choice if we make the wrong one but there's a right choice too if we choose to save a small portion of our money well then we get to enjoy the fruits of the consequences of the, that choice not all consequences are bad in fact i would argue that there are choices we can make in which the consequences are regularly good. The natural law doesn't care. And that's something that I think people really don't fully grasp. First, they don't even know the natural law exists, arguably. And second of all, we assume that it's always working against us. 
in my experience, I believe this this law of morality is neutral. I don't think it really. I mean, we can get into the existential part where there, where religion is involved, but we're not even talking about religion right now. But I, I think it's more like gravity or mathematics in which there is a fundamental cause and effect to all of the choices we make that is, that is just governed by the natural rules of reality. In other words, finance is a perfect example. There's a natural reality to the fact that time passes, and as time passes, things dissolve and decay and if we are not diligent about saving for when things dissolve and decay then there are consequences to ignoring that reality and and the, there's religion has nothing to do with that now i think religion does a good job of explaining how you can do that and and as a christian i believe that you know god helps us understand and better work through the natural law but you don't even have to be religious to, to at least acknowledge the fact that there are realities that exist, whether we whether we like to believe they exist or not. Think of other choices we could make professionally, not just financially. We can choose to just show up at work every day and go through the motions and not try to be a decent employee or reliable. But we're not free from the consequences of what that apathy produces. Do we really want to move up where we're at? Do we want to become more valuable where we're at? Not just professionally, but maybe maybe extracurricularly. If we're showing up to our favorite hobby or a, a gaming session or whatever it is we're doing. Are we trying to do it well? If we're not, we're just going through the motions, which is understandable, by the way, because a lot of us are just exhausted. That's a choice we make, and, and we are not free from the consequences of that choice. Now, if we show up and we do our best, and we put in that extra 100 110%, there's, there's good consequences to that as well, right? What else do we got? Do we burn bridges relationally? Do we neglect those who are valuable to us or should be valuable to us friends family loved ones are we dedicating and committing ourselves to them in healthy ways do we treat people with respect are we polite do we use tact when we're being honest with them do we listen do we listen that's a big one we can use people they, we may be able to get from them what we want and that is a choice we can make, but we are not free from the consequences of abusing each other relationally. What we're going to lose is we're going to lose intimacy. We're going to lose connection. We're going to lose. We're going to lose the reward that comes with making emotional deposits into people, which is generally allowing relationships to be fruitful. Or we make. A good choice and we we try to our best to invest in those relationships we try to be there for people we try to treat them with respect and basic decency and we get the positive results positive consequences the real difficulty you know and, and lewis does talk about this it is it is like hard as nails 
to make the latter choice, to make the choice that results in the fruitfulness, to make the choice that has the positive consequences. First, we have to acknowledge that we have choice, that the world and earth does not just happen to us. We have brains. We have the ability to reason. We can learn. We can adapt. But we have to choose to do those things. And we either are embracing that reality or we're denying it. So if we deny we even have choice, we, we fail from the very beginning. If we sit around and believe that the world, and there are aspects of the world that do just happen to us and we don't have control over them, but if we think every part of, this, of the world just happens to us, whether we like it or not, and we have no ability to listen to and respond to the world in a positive way, or in a way that is constructive, or a, a way that is at least in line with reality, cause and effect, basic cause and effect, if we don't even agree that that exists, that our, if we basically fundamentally either think we don't have choice or that our choices don't matter, we fail before we even started. So if we don't acknowledge that part, that we even have choice, that's the first stumbling block. The second is acknowledging that there are consequences to each of our choices. Actually, that reminds me of the uh, of a movie. It was actually a thriller from the 80s. Great film. It's kind of science fiction-y. It's called Flatliners. If you have not seen this film, it's fantastic. Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland, Kiefer, young Kiefer Sutherland, before 24, which 24 is amazing also, but um, great, great film, great cast. I caught it on accident when uh, TiVo first came out. I, my God, I, <laughs> TiVo. When that first came out, it was amazing. Now we're now we can have everything on demand. But um, great film on this cause and effect. You know, there's a line in it. He says where everything we he says everything we do matters. Every choice, every small choice we make matters. Because every choice we make has consequences. It's actually a great film that depicts that. Um, but if we deny the fact that all of our choices actually have consequences, that's the secondary problem, or we just ignore the consequences. I think a lot of people struggle with the second part of the consequences is because so many of our comforts prevent the consequences from hurting us severely. So like we, we are so blessed and lucky right now as a culture collectively that we can make a lot of bad choices and still be fine. Or, or be good enough, you know? Well, some, somebody will take care of those consequences outside of us. Just society in general will absorb the consequences. Once upon a time, if you made bad choices, it would boomerang on you very, very quickly and put you in life or death situations. It wasn't maybe 100 years ago in which reality would smack you right in the face pretty quickly. And then you would either have to learn, adapt, or die. I mean, like, literally, that's not a reality we face today. Like, it's very weird that right now, if we want to be in growth positions, we actually have to face, we have to voluntarily seek out the consequences because they're not always obvious. So that's the second, I think that's the second stumbling block is, is refusing to acknowledge that consequences exist. 
that there is a there is a rule of reality that will boomerang on us if we don't make the right choices. It's easier just to ignore both of these and just do whatever we want. I know I'm guilty of this, especially if it's something we really want. <laughs> if it's something we really want, then we'll we'll you know consequences. We'll just ignore the fact that there are consequences. Right? And we'll just do whatever we want. We'll do what we want anyway. Because it's what we want to do. If you're joining us just now, this is the Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast. Wisdom Worth Knowing is brought to you by Amazon Audible. If you're like me and you love reading but don't have the time, then Audible audiobooks may be a perfect solution for you. With Audible, listening is the new reading. You can pop in your earbuds and discover that next exciting adventure or expand your knowledge from any PC, Mac, Android, or Apple device. And check this out. Because you listen to this show, for a limited time, you can get instant access to thousands of audiobooks from Audible's Premium Plus catalog completely free. Just visit audible.wisdomworthknowing.org right now and take advantage of a free 30-day trial. That's right, for 30 days you get full access to Audible's Premium Plus catalog, as well as an additional free title of your choosing. If you discover audiobooks are not for you, no problem. You can cancel instantly online. That's it. It's that simple. Two years ago, audiobooks began to change my life, and they may change yours too. Pause this podcast and head over to Audible. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot wisdomworthknowing.org and sign up right now. So we're going to move into the discussion time. If you are on Facebook and YouTube, you can actually post your comments right on there. And I don't expect a lot of activity on the discussion time, typically, because this show just started only like two weeks ago. What episode are we on? 18? Maybe 18 days ago. How many weeks is that? That's about a week and two week, two and a half weeks ago. And there's two things that are going to hinder the live chat portion of the show. The first thing is that the show starts at 6 a.m., so I've got a family and a full-time job. This is literally the only time of day in which I can do a live stream. So generally speaking, we're not going to get a huge turnout because that's 6 a.m. Eastern. I mean, most normal people are not up this early. And if they're up this early, they're not they're not participating in a live chat or on Facebook for 30 minutes. But that's part of the reason the show goes straight to podcast right after we broadcast it, because then people can consume it after the fact. So if I do look at the comment section, it looks like Becky says, good morning. Not all choices are bad. Right, exactly. Our choices are our choices. Also, hi, mom. <laughs> our choices are our choices, right? Not all choices are bad. And sometimes we don't even know if they're good or bad. Like we, we just make choices. You know, and we maybe we we don't even find out later that it was a bad choice. Sometimes we just make the best choice we can in that situation and hope for the best. But there is a reality that governs our choices. You know, I believe that, and 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 because we have a finite knowledge, we cannot possibly know all the consequences of those choices. And so I think there's utility in being a Christian and having a prayer life because you can kind of tap into if you believe in. Christianity and the Holy Spirit, you can tap into and have conversations with God, right, about the potential consequences. And it gives you that 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 contemplative connection that allows you to try to make a better choice. 
You know, if we use the Christian language, it's where you consult with the Holy Spirit, you know, in your choices. And hopefully that guides you into making the best choice you can, you know, and, and none of our choices are going to be perfect because reality isn't perfect. I mean, let's face it. And we may not find out till later that the choice was a good one or a bad one. And sometimes we can make choices that appear to be bad in the short term, but they're actually good in the long term. Sometimes we make choices that are painful in the short term and they're not good. You know, it's just, it is confusing. <laughs> and that's part of what stinks about being a, a mortal human. We have distinct limitations that do not allow us to, do not allow us to always know the consequences of, and actually in many cases do not allow. All we can do is project. We are amateur providences. To borrow a word from Oswald Chambers, we are definitely amateurs. We we like to think we can predict the future, but in, in reality, we are very, very bad at that. There are too many variables. There's too many things at play to know for sure. We can have, we can make choices with confidence because we believe we know what will happen, but we really don't know. I think that's why the hamster wheel is so dangerous. I've talked about anxiety a lot in the show is it's really easy to get wrapped up in what we think is going to happen and then get so consumed with the potential of what's going to happen that we just paralyze. We did, we didn't, we get in that analysis paralysis in which we just, because we're so paralyzed by all the potential outcomes that we just make no choices. And that's bad. We need to be able to, uh, we need to be able to make choices to function. Can't get, we can't get paralyzed by the potential outcomes of those choices. We just, and sometimes we're in situations in which there just are no good choices. <laughs> I mean, we just, we just don't, we don't know. And so we can't be paralyzed in those situations. We just have to make a choice and, and just move forward. Like that's all we can do. So yeah, I agree. Not all choices are bad. In many cases, we don't even know whether they're bad or good. In in many cases, but not all cases. Sometimes we just know the right thing. And maybe we know that through experience. You know, and sometimes that's clear. Like, if I get mad at somebody, do I punch them in the face? That seems like a bad choice. Because that choice has consequences. <laughs> <laughs> it does the choice of just becoming violent amidst anger obviously has an obvious choice like that's a pretty easy one to navigate a hard one to navigate and, and i've talked to people about this in the past the hard one to navigate is what if you discover someone betrayed you like a loved one like um, a loved one or, or in a relationship what if some what if you discovered that? I mean, is there an obvious choice to that? Well, I don't know. I guess it depends on the extent of the betrayal. It depends on how much history you have with them. It depends on whether you contributed in any way to that betrayal. You know, it's like that's a loaded question. That's a tough one to respond to. So, yeah. Becky also says throw a pebble toward a still peaceful body of water and watch it vibrate outward. That's an example of cause and effect. That's a good, um, that's a good, that's good imagery. You, um, you throw a stone in the water and you see the ripple. 
And the reason I, I do like, thank you for sharing that. The reason I like that imagery is because you don't always know where the ripples are going to go. Actually, that reminds me of a quote. There's a, that reminds me of a quote. No single drop of rain thinks it's responsible for the flood. I'll say that again. No single drop of rain thinks it's responsible for the flood. So like those single drops have all those ripple effects and those ripple effects accumulate. And then over time, there's a flood and then every drop doesn't sit around and go, well, this isn't every, every, every raindrop instantly goes, well, this isn't my fault. It's like, no, but we, in a lot of ways on, on broad scale problems, we contributed to it. You know, we may not be responsible as a whole. And this is great for like cultural things. Like if you look at the grand scheme of how things, like if you look at the foundation of, of the quote of this show, it says politics are downstream from culture, but culture is downstream from wisdom. It's like all of us contribute to the final end game. Like we have our, our small contribution to the flood or not necessarily the flood, but the grand scheme of things. And, and we don't. We don't think we have responsibility for it. And a lot of times we don't see that ripple effect for decades, you know, and, and what we're dealing with culturally now is, is the result of decisions that were made a while ago as a ripple effect. We don't think about things in that context. So the choices we make today have an impact. We just may not see in the long term what that impact is. We may not even be around or alive when that impact happens. I bet you didn't expect at 6 a.m. to tune in and realize you had a small corner of responsibility to anyone and everything, did you? <laughs> but we do. We all have... We all have some degree or participation in that, that huge story that's being on, that is unfolding. And we can choose to be on the right side or the wrong side of that history, you know? And I honestly think the best thing we can do, and because I'm an individualist, I think the best thing we can do is try to be the best version of ourselves. I think that's really all we can do in the grand scheme of things, because I think if we, if we find mastery over that small corner of our reality, in being the best version of ourselves we can be, then the the ripple effect, we had no control over it anyway, but at least we know that we did our best to, to have that positive impact over time. That's kind of all we can do. We don't have control over the consequences. We are free to choose, but we are not free from the consequences of those choices. Christy says, like your own mom, or like your own mother. Georgia says, William Hodges. Is William Hodges the gentleman who said the uh, the quote, no single drop of rain? I'm going to look that up. Single drop rain responsible flood. Looks like it's, looks like it was actually by, I don't know. This one says Douglas Adams. But it is the internet. Not everything the internet says is true. So I'm not sure who William Hodges is. I should probably know that. But I don't I'm so bad with names. Oh, he's an English paint painter. 
I gotcha. So yeah, that looks like that's it for the discussion time for today. And before we close out for the show, remember this show is brought to you by Audible, where listening is the new reading. Get unlimited access to thousands of audiobooks completely free for 30 days. Sign up right now at audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot wisdomworthknowing.org. My name is Craig Chamberlain. This is the Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe on your favorite network. We are virtually everywhere at this point. YouTube, Facebook, Rumble. And if you're just doing podcasts or in the podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, I do know that we've also expanded to most of the major, major sub podcast networks. So if you have a favorite podcast app, you can likely find us there, if not today, within the next couple of days or weeks, because it does take a little bit for those third parties to index us. If I'm not there and you wish I was there, please send me an email or just message me on Facebook. My email is craig at craigthetechteacher.com. I know it's kind of a weird one for you guys, but that was my old domain. That was an old show I did. It's kind of archived at the moment. I might reopen it at some point. But until next time, remember you are free to choose, but are not free from the consequences of that choice. So let's work on being the best version of ourselves we can today. Thank you for stopping by. I will see you tomorrow morning. Have a great day.